Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This could, it could all go horribly wrong at any minute. Hello, and welcome to the 135th edition of Lewis Black's Rantcast, entitled Too Fucking Hot. Uh, yeah, it is. It's And before we even get to uh, the how hot it fucking is, um, just I'm wearing uh, the box wine and uh, Tiny Banjo's Tour t-shirt as a shout out to my good friend Kathleen Madigan. Um, and uh, go to her website, take a look at... Uh, where the tour is going to be. And uh, I say, if you've not seen her, go out uh, when she's uh, hitting the road again and uh, and and catch her because she's uh, just spectacularly funny. And um, also, uh, if you happen to be in Las Vegas this week or looking for something to do in Las Vegas or uh, you uh, think, wow, you know, I didn't know this was happening. I'm appearing in... Uh, Bert Kreischer's fully loaded um, uh, comedy festival in uh, in Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena with some uh, very fine comics. You can, uh, if you go online, you can find out all about that. And uh, also, uh, if you happen to be in Dublin, September first, I will be performing at the uh, that's Dublin, Ireland. Uh, for those of you who might have been thinking it was here in the States. No, it's Dublin. I There's only one Dublin to me. And uh, I'll be appearing there at the uh, Liberty Hall Theater as a part of my uh, Liberty for One and All tour. Um, and I'm really looking forward to those shows and uh, hope you can join me. And uh, But it's you may not want to come to Vegas because it's, uh, and I hate to talk you out of it, but but it, that's the, it's too fucking hot. It's f- f- too fucking hot everywhere. It's, it's fucking hot here. Look, last week, hottest day on earth ever, followed by the next day, hottest day on earth ever, followed by the next day, hottest day on earth ever. They, the fucking record every day was another record of how just how fucking hot it was. This is ludicrous, okay? Well, you know, we really don't know. Well, now we do know, all right? And we got, and, and let's say we don't know. Let's say this is a guess. It's the only guess we've got, all right? We have to figure something the fuck out um, because it is too fucking hot, 
All right, people can't exist like this. People are dropping like flies, and not just here, all over the earth, all over the planet. Um, in New York, it was hot as fuck, but in comparison to like uh, uh, places like the like in Texas or or, or the uh, the gold standard of heat, uh, Arizona in uh, in Phoenix, Scottsdale, uh, this it's like 110, 112, 115, and this those are temperatures that usually occur later on in the summer. This is insane. If it's 115 now, old joke of mine, but if it's 115 now in Phoenix, uh, you can figure at the end of August, it's going to be about 280 degrees. All right. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll look back on this, uh, Rancast and you say, uh, wow, um, he was not only a comedian, he was a prophet. <laughs> oh boy. It is. It's too fucking hot. And th- this shit's got to stop. I played, uh, I was lucky enough to get out to play some golf this week. By the end of it, I was uh, just done. And it was, uh, I was uh, drinking, I was uh, hydrating, I'm not drinking, drinking, you know, but hydrating and didn't help at all. You almost need an IV. And, um, but it's unbelievable. It's extraordinary. And uh, it's high time uh, we began to deal with the fact that we've got a real problem out there. And I, uh, and it, and if we try all sorts of things, if it if it doesn't work, it, at least we tried. But to stand by and go, you know, we're going to just burn every fossil fuel in sight until it's gone. Uh, that's that's just not going to do it. Uh, we've got to start working this shit out, and with the rest of the world. And and that's uh, that's enough of fucking that. Let's we're going to we'll be dealing again with heat this week, so there's no need to talk about this. Um, okay, this week. Uh, Jonathan Katz, a very, very funny man and uh, a friend, uh, came out with a, a new uh, podcast, uh, a new episode, and uh, it features, uh, I will read you, it's a great group, Lewis Black, Laura Silverman, yeah, it's a great group, but I say my name first, oh, Lewis, uh, Andy Kindler, Sarah Silverman, Dana Gould, Eugene Meerman, and Susie Essman. And, and let me just say, this, this came out just before... Uh, uh, threads came out from that uh, from uh, Mark Zuckerberg and the folks at Facebook, and it'll be tied up with Instagram. And it had 30 million people the first day. And Alan DeGeneres was jumping up and down. A whole lot of people were very excited. I get it. Uh, I don't like uh, Zuckerberg. I don't trust him uh, as far as he can be thrown. I certainly don't uh, trust Elon Musk. Well, that's for sure. And um, and so. Uh, it came out on it, it, it's a, but a, a few days later after Threads uh, the res, it came out the responses uh, that came in about this uh, this podcast just a podcast he put together a whole bunch of us who'd been uh, had done his uh, earlier podcasts and uh, put it into you know uh, edited it all together and the responses that were sent in uh, were mean vindictive weird, strange. Uh, I don't know if uh, one could say, I guess, anti-Semitic, um, if one wanted to push there. Uh, but it was things like, um, unbelievable. Um, that uh, so it's, uh, one, This podcast looks like they'll charge you to watch ads. Uh, veiled, a uh, bit of, uh, oh, those uh, were moneymakers. I, I think, what else could it be? This one, I this lineup 
uh, looks like it's going to try to sell me a high interest loan, very tasteful, and convince my daughter to fuck black men. Where does this come from? And what is the necessity for it? And how did it show up just after uh, the the Threads thing came out? Did, I mean, it, it was an unleashed. Uh, and there's a bunch of others I could read. And the, the one that, uh, the final kick is uh, uh, in reference to, to Jonathan, uh, whose picture's there. It said, you look like a Neanderthal that just climbed out of a death camp. All right. Well, and no, this is all perfectly acceptable. This is wonderful. Um, I, I, I get the idea of an interchange, uh, kind of a, an argument of ideas that might take place on Twitter. This is twisted and sick, and I don't even want to go through the rest of them. And there's, um, it's just beyond belief. Uh, and uh, if if and one guy was if I'm a Roman cat, I'm I'm a a Catholic, uh, what if I changed my last name to man? Could I be in that lineup? No, uh, because uh, essentially you're not a comedian, all right? It's just twisted. And uh, I have not yet listened to the episode, but it's uh, there's no reason for this. None. None whatsoever. These are all very, very funny people whose work I truly admire and I'm thrilled to be a part of. Um, and... Uh, uh, it's it, it it just I found it stunning, and I started looking the other night after, you know, I was going to uh, send out uh, something about Jonathan's thing, and uh, which I'm going to do now, and I'm sure more crap will come in. Uh, but then I started looking, and I just started noticing the sh- the shit that was flying through Twitter, and uh, it's disgusting. It doesn't make me want to jump into threads uh, because. Uh, he he drives me nuts too, as I've said. So, and then you've got a hookup where you, your Instagram account, yada yada. I, I just have not really ever embraced social media, and that has always been uh, part of my problem uh, in terms of uh, getting. I've had people who help me, but it's been a problem for me to to get uh, you know uh, get things out there people and uh, and I you know I just feel like I have other things to do than to to look through uh, social media th- stuff and um, but so be it meanwhile uh, in in uh, in response to the fact that the Ukraine uh, is uh, is in a sense uh, mounting their counteroffensive and has run low on ammunition and somehow we are sending uh, it, it turns out uh, the Biden administration is sending cluster, will be sending cluster bombs, not uh, to them. Um, I don't know if they're going to get the consent of Congress for this, uh, but there's a number of people I know in Congress who agree with uh, us um, making sure that uh, the Ukrainians are armed and that they can take back their land. And, uh, Cluster bombs are very controversial, and there's all sorts of shit involved with that. It's, cluster bombs can create a cluster fuck. Uh, but having watched what the Russians have done, um, you know, I don't. They say they, you know, the they say they're not going to uh, bomb the the Ukrainians. Say they won't bomb uh, civilian areas because these bombs create just kind of sk- shoot shit like crazy out in all directions. And some of them get stuck in the ground, 
and don't go off. And, uh, you know, the Ukraine will say they'll do what they'll do. But, uh, you know, how how come the, we're, it's, it's this little incremental, incremental, and then all of a sudden this? Uh, I'm, I still don't quite understand uh, how um, the, the guy, the uh, Prigozhin, I keep thinking Eric Prigozhin, but Prigozhin, uh, you know, went marching through uh, Russia for a chunk. And, uh, and it, it, so it's, it, it's, <laughs> and that Russia can't really do the kind of, uh, you know, they can't seem to get in to really conquer, uh, you know, the, the territory that they want from the Ukraine um, in order to, for whatever reason, Putin thinks it's necessary uh, and uh, they, to, to conquer that part. But, it's, you know, one would think that uh, Europe and the United States would have figured out a way to kind of um, get after the Russians by arming the shit out of them, uh, the Ukrainians, arming the shit out of them and getting them the, the air power that they need. You know, well, what do I know? Certainly no military strategist. I'm not a scientist, a strategist, uh, or a lawyer. Week after week, I'm revealing more and more of my <laughs> shortcomings to you. And uh, we, um, but in, we respond here in New York to the traumas that we are facing uh, throughout uh, this country and throughout the world. We respond, responded here by uh, the creation of the most CBD stores I've ever seen in my fucking life. It's like when uh, I have the feeling it's very similar to when Starbucks exploded in uh, Seattle. This is, they're literally, if you go out my door, um, they're, they just opened another one. There's two on a block, then there's another block and there's one. And then there's another block down where there's another one. Uh, and then you walk a few blocks and there's, uh, you know, go down to the other avenue. I'm in ninth to go down to 10th Avenue. And there's, there's another one that they just opened. They're all over the place. There can't be that much of a demand for CBD. I mean, there could be, but it, it, you don't, you, you never see anybody in these stores. And uh, I don't know if they're setting up in order to be able uh, to become new pot shops. I don't know if that's the reason that they've got them, but they, look, they can't keep restaurants open on Ninth Avenue. I've got one fucking series of a, of a block that used to have five, five storefronts out of 10 have shut down, five. And meanwhile, across the street, you know, literally diagonal is uh, two, two of these uh, CBD shops and nobody's in them. And I don't see how they can support themselves and they're not charging three thousand dollars for uh for uh you know cbd vaping vapors uh, or uh you know joints or whatever um it's I, 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 there's no explanation there's none in the times no, nothing seems to be discussed about it they just seem to appear and people seem to be, I, I don't get it i don't get it and it if this is the case you think this city would calm down a whole fucking lot. God, it's, and you know, it's, and it's great for the kids to see just how, how many of these shops there are. So uh, I don't know, uh, this is in Manhattan. I'm not sure about the other boroughs, but wow, extraordinary. Way too many, way, way too many. And in the realm of mass shootings, four more, I believe, since we last chatted, four. Uh, 
one taking place in uh, my ancestral home, the great state of Maryland, Baltimore, um, is uh, where I know a, a number of folks. And uh, what occurred there was uh, horrible at a Fourth of July picnic. And enough is fucking enough. Okay. Well, I'm, this experiment that we are having, I'm sick of repeating this, but uh, it's not working. Okay. You're going to arm everybody in sight. I mean, do, do we need a war to stop killing each other? Is it that simple? Well, we're, we're not fighting others, so let's shoot each other. That's the way to go. Look, and it's a mental health problem. Well, if it is, then you do a background check. That's simple math, okay? Doesn't stop anybody from getting a gun. This is bullshit on a stick, and it's tiresome, and it's got to stop, Okay. That's simple. That's not, oh boy, he's just, he's like a left winger. That's nothing left wing about it, okay? It's called common fucking sense. If you believe that there's a, a, a fucking correlation between uh, the mental health of the people using guns and the gun, then you find out if those people should get a gun in their hand and you do that with a background check. And it doesn't hurt anybody to wait three days. I fucking had to wait three days to get a, 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 a new grill, a barbecue grill, okay? Well, boy, that was traumatizing because I wanted to get it on July 4th. Then it came, it's too fucking big. I won't even go into the story. And then they said they couldn't assemble. I couldn't assemble it. I couldn't assemble it with a team of assemblers. All right, they just kicked me off. to get out of here. So, um, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm not, it, look, if you're, if you're going to ask people to wait for appliances, you can ask them to wait to get a gun. All right. And I, as I've said time and again, it just might give them the time and the energy uh, to kind of take a moment to think about, why, well, boy, why do I need a gun? Maybe I shouldn't go over and shoot Harry because he's a prick. You know, maybe it'll get them to pause, please, for God's sake. All right. Can we grow the fuck up? All right. Can can people go out and vote for people who are going to at least, I'm not saying you take guns away. There's a goddamn way to do this. And we did it before, and it's not fucking difficult, and it helped. Tell me, no, no, this is better now. No, fuck you. you just look at the numbers, all right? Now, all right. And uh, bef- I've got a couple of things before I go. Um, for those who are looking for some help for your, and maybe I should talk to this guy. Um, there's uh, Jacob Chansley, who was the self-styled QAnon shaman of the January 6th insurrection. You remember him? I think he had the big horns on his head. And uh, he, uh, he, when he's just been released from prison. And he began offering hour-long coaching sessions in topics such as astrology, spirituality, and politics. For 500 bucks. It's a steal. Really a steal. That's who you want to talk to in order to get your reality straight. A guy wearing big horns on his head and some fur. Mm-hmm. Not that I have, but you know, it's just really. But, you know, guys got to make a living. And there are people who are stupid enough to help him. Uh, wow. And uh, i leave you with the, you know, the sadly, um, uh, and I'm, um, I have to say that uh, my good friend uh, was uh, just mugged uh, yesterday, and I um, it really shook me up. Um, it shook me up. It really he was hurt. Um, 
He uh, can't eat solid foods for a month. It's pretty awful. Happened right in front of his restaurant um, where they were celebrating uh, 45 years of being in business. And that's what it's come to here. And uh, he was attacked um, by two people who were sleeping right there on the stoop in front of the restaurant. And, um, you know, it's awful. It was just awful. And, and it's really rough on my friend, and uh, it shook all of us up. It's, it's a sign that um, New York is not back yet. There is no discussion of, uh, of, of why this is occurring, uh, that the streets are kind of really uh, flooded, uh, and that's the only way to put it, I think, um, in, in, as in other cities, major cities, with homeless uh, and those who have mental health issues. And somehow before the pandemic, uh, they were, they, those with, uh, who, ha- who had, were homeless and had mental health issues, um, there was somewhere that they were at. And the, no one has discussed it or taken up or said how this occurred. There doesn't seem to be a history uh, of it uh, being written about. Uh, journalists don't seem to be following it. And I don't believe that our new mayor has done really uh, shit about it, uh, even though he talks about it. And it's deeply sad. I, I, I just knew I've known nobody in this city who was ever mugged, even through the, the shit times when I was living here early on. And I hate to wrap it with that, but uh, I, I wanted to, uh, I just uh, needed to let you know if uh, the you know, I think if you're thinking of coming to New York as much as I want you to, uh, wait a little while. Uh, this is uh, not the summer. And uh, give it about, I think, you know, a little time. Because uh, we can do better than this here. And we shall. And hopefully my friend mends soon. And um, hopefully folks... Uh, go and visit the West Bank Cafe when they're in town to, uh, to honor that 45 years of business. And that's what I've got from here. Uh, and uh, that's the show. That is it for the 135th edition of uh, Lewis Black's Rantcast. Uh, I, I, um, I think we've got some great new, um, great new rants have come in and I, I do hope you enjoy them and continue to send them in because I will continue to, to get them out there and uh, we will be um, getting them out there all summer. Uh, and I hope to see you in Ireland. I hope to see you next week. If not in Ireland, I hope to see you uh, in, um, in Las Vegas. And if not there, somewhere down the road. And if not me, Kathleen. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. That's what really counts right now. And um, and stay out of the heat because it sucks. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, 
All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. From our good friend, Mildred Ellison. Uh, she's sharing a, a very wonderful news item and, and keeping us in the loop. I don't, I had not seen this. If an asteroid hits the Earth, humans may perish, but not Oreos. Oreo built an asteroid-proof doomsday vault in Norway to preserve its recipe and a stockpile of cookies. If anyone survives, they can make their way to coordinates 78 degrees, uh, 08. Um, she listed, I'm not going to list these. You find these if you really want to find the... Uh, the, the fucking uh, the Oreo vault, but you can check the coordinates on your own, and they can make you can make your way. They make the, can make their way to those coordinates and find cookies to soothe their doomsday grief. Hopefully, there'll be a handy cow nearby so you can enjoy some tasty milk with those cookies. And that comes to us from the, uh, Mildred Ellison. She found it in the Business Insider. You can check that out if you're interested in those coordinates. Catherine Hayden's pissed. What the fuck has happened to fucking job site boards? Huh? I haven't worked since 2015 because of health issues. And then in 2018, I was ready to go back when my late husband asked me to stay at home. So I did. I lost him. Uh, despite him being vaccinated to COVID last January. I'm blessed that he was retired and I have money from his investments. However, I'm fucking 35 years old. I'm too damn young with no kids. I want to work. I want to make a career for myself. I'm on multiple job sites, but every time you click on a job to apply, it takes you to a different page with that job post and several others. And once you click on it again, it sends you to another page to sign up for a new job listing website. For fuck's sake. I just want a damn job. I don't want to subscribe to one more fucking site. Oh, I don't know who manages these damn sites. But fuck your ads and pop-ups. Your purpose is to help people find a motherfucking job. If I had the body for it, I'd consider being a legal damn sex worker at the Bunny Ranch rather than deal with this bullshit. No offense to sex workers, to each their own. I genuinely love working. And I hated when I left my company, but I was literally puking acid because of multiple health issues. I have a bachelor's in political science and minored in criminal justice. What in the Sam motherfucking hell does a widow have to do to get a job? Damn it. Be blessed, Lewis. And thanks for letting me get that off my chest. And you be blessed too, Catherine Hayden for making my day a little brighter. I hope you found a job. I hope you're doing well.
I'm sorry about the loss of your husband. Guy Powers uh, gets something off his chest and, and by doing so explains uh, the uh, whole, a whole new insanity in the world of art known as NFTs. I've been a commercial and fine artist for my entire adult life. In my early days, back in the 60s and 70s, I sold all of my fine artwork, oils, acrylics, watercolors, and pastels, which were straight up art sales for art that someone wanted to buy in order to hang up on their wall to enjoy, or even if they saw it as a potential investment, which might make them a profit someday in the future by selling it for actual money, not some fucked up cryptocurrency, but goddamn money that you could spend any fucking place on earth. Not all artists become successful and are just hoping that someday they will be and then make some real fucking money. I post a good deal on Facebook art groups and also enjoy seeing what other artists are creating these days. That being said, I feel like they are easy prey for these sycophants who float the poor bastard's ego by telling them how much they love their art and ask to DM them if they would like to make a deal. I think DM should now stand for dumb motherfucker because the so-called deal of the century they are, are offering is the to the recently excited artist is for the artist to make an NFT out of their art and sell it to them that way for whatever fucked cryptocurrency these assholes are peddling that day. While this currency would be worth whatever the buyer says it is. It's not backed by gold, silver, or government, or not even a bunch of ripe fucking bananas. Typically, the buyer might say that they'd like to buy three pieces of art from the artist at about $7,000 each, totaling $21,000, making the sucker feel like they hit the jackpot. And their career as an artist is about to take off. Now, one might ask, what the fuck is an NFT in the first place? For those who are lucky enough not to know, let me ruin your day and tell you. An NFT is a non-fungible token, which can be sold as a whole unit of currency and not separated into smaller denominations like the way you can get four quarters for a dollar of real money. I've seen half of a rock drawing that a drunken two-year-old could draw being offered as NFT art for $3 million. The drunken two-year-old would not have been another Picasso, but a, a rather an aptly named Bernie Madoff drunken two-year-old. Two but at least Madoff was advertising what he intended to do just by having that last ever-loving cocksucking name. So if anyone is dumb enough to think that the stupid half of a rock drawing is worth any more than the cost of the paper it was drawn on, then they are too fucking dumb to see what lies ahead of them. Uh, what the fuck lies ahead, you say, in case someone who bought their NFT decides to sue the maker of the NFT for who knows what or how many counts of legal violations and fraud a lawyer with only half a brain could come up with, the artist and NFT creator will be able to figure it all out in their new orange clothing in their special cell on Rikers Island or Leavenworth Prison, all while the person who paid them the $21,000 in the first fucking place is free to roam about the world looking for the next stupid asshole to, make the de to take the deal. I'm a fantastic artist, but suck at writing, which by now I am sure you have realized. Um, 
no, you don't suck at writing. It's not an easy subject to explain, and I think you gave it a great shot. Thank you, Guy Powers. Thanks. It's unbelievable. So the so the NFT, the maker of the NFT, uh, uh, wouldn't be sued. It would be the uh, artist who's sued. That's this is crazy. An epic rant from Jason Schwab. Lou, I have a rant that I've been meaning to get off my chest, and it should be said by everyone nowadays. What the fuck is up with these fast food chains getting rid of their best stuff? In this case, chicken tenders. Why? I simply don't understand it, and all attempts by these pricks to back up their statements has been met with contradictory arguments and pure bullshit. Chicken tenders are universally loved by everyone. Fuck the nasty-ass nuggets, which always taste like manufactured garbage, with the only exception being Wendy's. Chicken tenders are not only real meat compared to the nuggets, but they always do well. McDonald's dropped their buttermilk chicken tenders. Wendy's got rid of their chicken strips. BK got rid of the best tenders they've ever had from 2019. KFC dropped their potato wedges in favor of their inferior fries and dropped the popcorn chicken from the meal menu in favor of nuggets. Ugh, rolling my eyes. But the moment it went too far is Chili's getting rid of their original chicken crispers. It's been months since they got rid of it. And they're still, I repeat, still getting customer backlash from it. Still, huh? Hey, jackasses, that should tell you something. When people keep asking you to bring it back, then bring it back, you fuckers. They claim they want to simplify their menu and that they are only focused on limited time items. No, it's menu assassination. And in the case of McDonald's, which literally has an empty chunk of their menu that could have plenty of room for the tenders to be brought back, that's menu starvation. And limited menu items, you need long-term items in order to keep your business stable and to keep your business running longer. Jesus fucking Christ, what the hell is the matter with you? You have customers that keep asking you to bring them back, but you keep giving us junk that we don't want and that no one fucking asks for. What company nowadays would keep making decisions that alienates customers and still expects to make money? Huh? What incentive would we the customers have in coming back if you keep getting rid of all your best stuff in favor of temporary garbage. You know who does their menus better? Popeyes. Uh-huh. Not only do they have the best fries and chicken strips of any fast food chain ever, but they know how to satisfy their customers with proper fried foods. And they can still experiment with new stuff by putting it on a separate menu without sacrificing their main stuff that customers like. That's how you do it, you corporate morons. Culver's, Golden Chick, DQ, Sonic, Jack in the Box, even Arby's and A&W are, are, are objectively better than McDumbass, Wendy of Neverland, and Booger King because they keep their strips on their menu and they make smarter decisions.
Hell, even Roy Rogers is far better. But I sadly have not been able to eat there since we left Maryland back in 2021. But I heard that they were planning to expand to Texas. And all I can say is do it. Your aesthetics fit with Texas. And I deeply miss their foods. If you ask me, Plano, Frisco, Allen, McKinney, and the Colony could benefit from them building some Roy Rogers fast foods, a closer Longhorn Steakhouse, expanding Famous Dave's, and also expanding Storms, which is a place I need to try. And as a five guys, don't follow the trend of what I tend to call the chicken tender prejudice and consider putting them on your menu. I want it. Your customers want it. Even your own employees want it. So you're in the minority of refusing to add it to the menu. And who knows? Maybe it could actually be great if you applied the proper chicken tenders, huh? Trust me, from a chicken tender connoisseur, not all chicken strips are created equal. The best are the ones that are fresh, soft, juicy, packed with white meat, and the best amount of breading. Hell, it would be the same if one of your favorite places got rid of the menu item you love from IHOP or Cracker Barrel and so on. If they got rid of an item you loved, you'd be pissed too. Before I close my rant, I recommend that the next time you come down to Texas to check out the following restaurants that even I've discovered down here that were fantastic. Scotty P's, which has the king of chicken tenders. 54th Street Restaurant and Draft House, The Brass House, Saltgrass Steakhouse. And in any location, the best restaurant that I love to death is Longhorn Steakhouse. The best location I've ever been to was in Fort Worth. I wish I could go there more often, but the nearest location to me is in Plano. If they moved it a little closer around the Plano, Frisco, the colony areas, then it would be easier for me to visit them. Hopefully, You'll be able to read this rant because I'm getting sick and tired of fast food chains and even retail chains for that matter, not giving customers what they want and not understanding the value of giving your customers choices when other places are setting a far better example. I'm also tired of the chicken tenders being taken off due to bullshit reasons, which is why people keep asking them to be brought back and they've started online petitions to attempt to convince them to reconsider their stance. I mean, personally, I think the whole chili situation is where the chicken tender prejudice and the simplify their menu BS has gone too far. And they're still getting some pretty negative backlash for it. They've awoken a beast and their, and their mistake came with a cost. To choose who keeps removing the chicken tenders, strips, fingers from your menu, cluck you. Hell, if they added the chicken strips back on their menu, it would make going to McDonald's, Wendy's, and BK more tolerable to go if they had something on their menu that isn't just nuggets and didn't suck. Thanks very much for reading, and I appreciate it, Jason. Jason's, Jason Schwab, Plano, Texas. Wow, that is a very long rant. And certainly you displayed an extraordinary love for chicken tenders. And I expect 
uh, you'll be hearing from folks about this. I, I do, Jason. <laughs> that is one of the longest food rants we've gotten in a while. I, the only one that seemed to be in that ballpark was the one about the uh, the guy who opened it up and got chunky peanut butter, I believe, instead of smooth. Or it could have been he got smooth instead of chunky, but I think it was chunky over smooth, Jason. <laughs> Thanks for taking a big chunk of your day out to get that to us. And I'm sorry for the little glitch mistakes along the way. It's a lot. It's a lot to read, Jason. A lot. I hope you felt good about it. I did. I mean, now, except for the glitches. Thanks to all of you for listening to my rant cast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters, and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me, Aha, Lewis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salter. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.